Helen. Hey, Sharina. Thank you, thank you, thank you for for um, your willingness to be a guest on the Manifest Big Dreams podcast. Listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Manifest Big Dreams, deliberately creating a life we, you love. And we know that life happens intentionally. We can continue to live it on default, but it is with intentionality. It is with understanding our thoughts and the impact that they have on our life that we create a life that we crave. And I am beyond honored to have my coach, my friend, Sharina Hill of Sharina Hill Today with me today, um, an amazing woman. So without further ado, I introduce to you listeners, Sharina Hill. Lynn, oh, girl, it is such an honor and a privilege to be here with you, and it's even more an honor to be considered your friend, like, above all things, you know, that is the most important part, is to be your friend, as well as your coach, but, you know, yes. the, the power of friendship trans sends all things and so I am just so happy I'm so happy for us to be doing this doggone thing I'm so happy for your listeners and um because we're gonna have a great time today we are we are we are so Sharina tell us tell the listeners I know that you are a nurse and you have your BSN and all the things but tell the listeners a little bit about you and what brought you to um, to being a coach. Let's start there. Yes. So my um, story is very colorful. <laughs> Let me just start there. <laughs> I always say, I always say that God gave me a lot of crayons in my in my crayon box. Like, I mean, I have beyond the 64. But anyway, um, so I have had a very um, interesting life. Um, just to give you the short version of it, but I became a registered nurse in 1995. I was a single mom and... I raised my son, did all the things, um, had a great career in healthcare, um, got all the way up to director of nurses, nursing home administrator, corporate risk manager. And I loved my life and I loved my patients, the staff. I love all the humans, all the things about serving and, and um, being a part of somebody else's story. I love. And um, then I, I had my son when I was 16. So when he was about 19 or 20, um, I wanted more. And, and I met this wonderful man. And before I knew it, I was met within five months. I had moved. <laughs> 
My son went wow. off into the Air Force. And here I was, like, I had the identity of a single mom. And now I'm married in another state without my friends, family, without my career, without being a nurse, without my son. And I literally had this huge identity crisis. Uh, and this identity crisis, you know, look, it looks like me just wanting to be a nurse again. It looked like I couldn't enjoy my success I had created, you know, and I was like, I gotta go back to work, you know. And so I ended up going back to my previous job, which was two hours away, but my husband worked in college athletics, so he wasn't home anyway, so I could go back to my friends and go back to my comfort zone and all that I loved. And then we talked about having children and I wanted to have more kids. Now my, my son was in the air force and I believed that I could have whatever I want. And so I knew once I had children, then I, I was going to have to, to really own my, my new life, you know, because as a single mom, the first time I didn't have a choice, but now I'm married. I, money is not an issue. And so I'm going to stay home and say, and raise my children. Like I just decided that like, I've always wanted that Mary Poppins type of life. And now mm -hmm. I can have it because I can have everything that I want. <laughs> Right, right. And so in getting everything that I want, I forgot that I was going to have to transform, which led to another identity crisis. Mm. And so it was just beautiful. It's, it's beautiful when I think about it now, because I think so. Now that I look back so many times, we stifle our growth because we think it's supposed to look the same. And I had an attachment to how my, my being a mom the second time was going to look or being married was going to look or, you know, I limited myself by thinking, you know, I could only be a single mom or I could only be a mom to a 20 year old, you know, like I, we don't, un, we don't realize that, but looking back, that's clearly what I did, which made it difficult for me to receive the blessings I had. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So you So so like every time every time I got a little I'm sorry, but I have to say this before I forget. Uh -huh. But every time I got another crayon in the box, I was like, God, I only got a spot I only got a place for eight. And he's like, Well you gotta <laughs> you gotta put these in here too, girl. Like I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. You, you, you had to I expand. You had to expand. I had to yes. expand. Yes, yes. So I started a photography a business. And then in photography, that's when I found coaching because I wanted, I just saw so much of me and my clients and they felt so amazing and beautiful. Oh, Sharina, I feel like this. I mean, like the nurse in me was able to pull out things out of my clients that I was photographing. And I wanted their transformation to be beyond the photo shoot. And I saw so much of me and them and my, me trying to figure out who I was.
And yeah. um, and so yeah, so I was like, you know, I've I've done the healthcare kind of stuff, which I love healthcare, but you know, I didn't want to go back to school to be a therapist or anything. I wanted to work on the other end of the spectrum with, um, you know, using um, your mindset to create the life that you want versus, you know, reliving the past and what went happened. Da, 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 da. I wanted to use the past to transform uh, my clients instead of, you know, just focusing on the past and talking about what mom and daddy did for 20 years. You know, I didn't want to, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not, I, I did that in healthcare anyway. I wanted to go beyond that and be like, okay, for the rest of my life, I want to use, I want to use my skill set, myself as a vessel to create this with other people. So that's the short story. <laughs> that's the short version. Yes, 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 yes. That is absolutely beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about mindset and thought work for listeners that are listening right now there's some listener who doesn't understand the power of her mindset the power of his mindset so will you talk to listeners a little bit about thoughts yes I'll, I'll be happy to it's one of my most favorite topics in the world uh, my daughter and I have an, an 11-year-old, and and today was hair day, and I was shampooing her hair, and we were talking about her thoughts, because I told her I had to trim her edges, and she didn't want her edges trimmed. She was mm-hmm. like, you're going to cut off all my hair. And I was like, that thought is not useful. And mm. and then she said, and then she said, Mom, you know, I, I did a thought download today. And so when I share with you listeners about what a thought download is, I want you to know that my 11-year-old can do it. And so you can too. It's very, very, very simple. But as I reminded my daughter today that your brain is a thought-making machine. That's what it does. It's an organ. It makes thoughts. It, it, it's like the, it's like, it receives information. It, it makes things mean things. You know, it looks at something on TV and it forms an opinion before you realize it. So we have a thought-making machine. And, and this thought-making machine works perfectly. It makes thoughts. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. It makes thoughts. You just, no one told you that you had a thought-making, a thought-making machine in your head. You know, they they probably told you, like, when you became of age, you would, you know, start puberty. (laughs) And and so, but they didn't tell you that you had a thought-making machine. You know, they just talked to you about the hormones and the birds and the bees. Well, you, I want you to know you have a thought-making machine in your, in your mind. And it just makes thoughts. And it makes new thoughts, but there's a whole slew of old thoughts that you don't even know that you have that has been recorded all of your life in your little machine. It's just there for you to pull up whenever the the emotion or the situation arises. And so a thought is just is is just there. It's just like a seed in your garden. Now this is the the benefit of understanding that you just make thoughts and they just come up and and when you realize that they just come up that lets you know you 
you don't have to make them mean anything and you don't have to believe them if they don't serve you. You don't have to believe them if they don't serve you. Now, the challenge is understanding what serves you and what doesn't. And typically, if you've been alive for any length of time, we know, I mean, you can probably look back on God and say, there are some things that that I prayed for that I'm glad I didn't get because I see that was not going to serve me. <laughs> but we don't know that in the moment with our thoughts. So we have all these thoughts and whatever we are thinking in that moment, that that thought is creating our reality. Case in point, I told my daughter I'm going to trim her edges. In her mind, she sees six inches of hair falling on the floor and I'm just going to cut an inch maybe two inches at the max because it's been a year since I've trimmed her, her edges. But she sees like the big chop in her mind. And so in that moment, she's freaking out. She's, she's experiencing no hair. And I'm, and I'm just talking about just a little bit. And so in that moment, she was panicking. She was resistant. She didn't want to, she didn't want to cooperate. And, and I was trying to be calm, but, but, in that split second, she totally overreacted to the situation because of the thought she was thinking in that moment. And once I explained it to her, she was like, oh, oh, okay, so you're not going to trim that much and it's going to be healthier and bouncier. And, and once I kept giving her information, she was able to formulate a different thought. And therefore, she calmed down. She cooperated she was still <laughs> you know so so the stories we tell ourselves form our reality and the and a story is nothing more than a thought or phrase in our mind and so so when I um, talk about thought work it's just being aware of the story you're telling yourself and realizing that that several thoughts like clump together formulate a mindset you know like, um, you know, like there's certain shades of blue, there's teal blue or royal blue, it's all blue. And then there's, then there's like yellow and there are different types of yellows where a mindset is just a combination of certain type of thoughts. And, and so sometimes I'll just say, you know, that's a scarcity mindset, you know, we can just lump them together. Once you realize what that creates in your life. You already know what your harvest is going to be from that seed, quote unquote, thought that you planted. So, so that's how I would um, explain thought work and, and mindset is just, first of all, having the, the awareness that, that what you're thinking in that split second, the story you're telling yourself is actually impacting how you're feeling and how you're showing up. In, in your life, in the environment, or even in your mind if you're all alone. So realizing that, and also the next step is just realizing that it's optional. Mm. Like, it, it's optional. You don't have to be attached to any story, any thought that your brain sends up to you. It's sort of like Netflix. You know, Netflix makes all of these suggestions. But you don't have to pick that documentary if you're not into that. You can go find um, a romantic comedy if you if you're in the vibe for that, you know. Or like if you want to hear gospel, 
song and 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 the and and the station is on R and B, you can change the station. And you can do the exact same thing with your thoughts. Just because you're offered a thought in the moment, you know, you don't have to accept that as part of your reality. You can just know that that's optional. I'm not feeling that today. It's totally fine. It's you know, and just decide to think what you want to think in that moment to create what you want so oh that's so um, good Sharina that is so good I you know during this time with um all that's going on around us there's a lot of pain in the world lots of people are hurting and so would you address for the listeners Let's talk about a money mindset. The reason this is important is because I encounter, well, first of all, I had a money mindset, a lack mindset. I had a lack Mm -hmm. mindset. I still have a money mindset, but I had a lack mindset. And so there's so many little that lack was creeping into my thoughts and it was just so subtle it wasn't even like something daunting it was just subtle ways so talk to the listeners about a money mindset and how thoughts are a part of that that is my pleasure I love talking about money um so first of all um Money just is something that we've all grown up around or we we all have a narrative around money, whether we realize it or not. And if you pay attention to the words you say, like, oh, I can't wait for payday or, oh, I can't wait to get this good job or, oh, my partner has a great job, like, we're going to go buy this, you know, that all of those things will let you know what what you're thinking about money all of those all of those things the words you say and and your emotion around money tells you a lot about your mindset about money specifically like if you if you just if you're disappointed or if you if you feel like like if you feel like you're going to get this job because it's going to pay you a lot of money and then you don't get the job and you're disappointed that reveals a lot about your money mindset. And, and typically that reveals that money is something outside of you. It's something outside of you versus realizing that's something that's created by you. Hmm. And so hmm. wait a minute, just stop right there and repeat that. Okay. Let's just put a pen right there and please repeat. Put a pen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so when we, when we put money outside of us, when, when, when we put it outside of us, then, then we don't realize that it's something created by us. It's created by us. We would never put, um, let me find a non-medical example because I'm a nurse. And I go back to the body a lot, but, 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 but really like we would never, um, put chewing outside of us. 
we chew our food. We would never be, we would not put that outside of us because we chew. And I know that that may be too elementary, but we, we literally chew like, like we, and we do the same thing with love. We may put love outside of us. And then we end up in relationships where we, we need to be loved because we don't think we have the capacity to love ourselves. So money is something that we create. It's not something outside of us. It's not something that people give us. And most of us, unless we grew up in an entrepreneur household, we think, and, and sometimes even entrepreneurs, you know, depending on what type of business you're in, but we think it's something we got to hustle for that people, people have to, you, like, they, they give to us. And, and, and a lot of times when we start making good money, we start feeling bad. We start feeling like we're robbing people, like, oh, I shouldn't be getting paid this. And I'm like, of course you should. <laughs> but but our feelings, the narrative we have about money reveals our relationship with money. So when you understand that you create money because you are giving value in exchange for money, you're giving value. You are whatever service industry you're in, even as a nurse, we'll just say I'm a nurse. And, and as a nurse, I work for an employer. I gave, I've gave value in exchange to get paid every week. And that value was, was what the situation that I was fulfilling in that moment. So as a director of nurses, it was, it was stats and, and great patient outcomes and, and, and patients being restored and going back home and, and decrease infection rates. As, as a coach, I help people achieve their dreams in exchange for what I get paid. So they're not buying me. They're not, they're not paying for an hour to talk to me. They are, they are paying for their dream to create what they want. And I'm just helping them look at their mind and their story. They're telling themselves around money, around their businesses, around whatever it is. We, we together formulate a better story that's going to create the result that they want. So your money story is directly impacting the amount of money you have today, mm. today, whatever. What, go check your bank account. Go, go, go check your debt. And, and even, even like, you know, sometimes I ask people, I'm like, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? What would you do with it? And I don't know if, if any of, any of the listeners watch Shark Tank, but a lot of times the sharks will ask the entrepreneurs, what are you going to do with the money? They don't even know what they're going to do with the money. Because they don't even know. They think it's a money problem. It's a mindset problem. <laughs> but the sharks will say, well, what would you do with this money? And, and your money story will also have you sinking, in, sinking money into a problem that's not even a real problem. It's, we think, a lot of times we think money is a problem, but it's our mindset about money that may be right. 99% of the time. And so, so mindset is very much layered. Um, 
And especially when it comes to money, because a lot of times we don't even know what we're thinking about money because we think what we think about money is normal. And just because most of society thinks something to be true, normal doesn't equate to natural. Mm. Mm. There's two different things. Mm. And, and so in saying that, I, I want you to understand that, you know, I have a college degree and I love my degree. I love the information I got from school. But I want you to also understand experience and exposure can educate you equally as well. And I'm going to say that again. There's education, there's experience, and there's exposure. So education is going to make sure that you that you receive normal things that everybody's been taught. And if everybody's been taught to get paid an hourly wage, then you're going to think that's normal. You're, you're going to think making $20,000 a month is abnormal because you're like, well, how many hours do I have to work to make that happen? Like, okay, well, I might need to, okay, if I make $40 an hour, like how many, like I can't, I can't do that. It's impossible. And you're right. You can't do it. You can't do the math for that and work and make 40 hours a week at $40 an hour. You can't make $20,000 a month. Like you can't. Even if you work triple overtime, you still can't. You'd be exhausted, right? But if you if you have only been exposed to an hourly hourly wage, and that's what you've known, you know, like a nurse makes so much per hour. That's what we make. And so that inherently becomes your money mindset. You don't even question it. Cause you, cause you really think that's the best because you don't have an experience of anything different and nor have you been exposed to anything different. But hello, when you figure out like, wait a minute there, I can, I can do this differently and, and not have any limitations on my income and still do what I love. Then I might want to try something else. So, so, so while education is important, it's also important to have ex- different experiences and exposure. So you get, you get to choose how you want to think about money and not just the thought that you were taught to think about money. Mm, so good. And, 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 and one of the things, and one of the things I love to always say Profits are better than wages. <laughs> mm. And nobody said that to me in nursing school. Nobody told me that. Nobody taught me that. Nobody said profits are greater than wages. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I would just say just look at how much money you want to make and look at how much money you're currently making. And that will reveal a lot to you about your money mindset. And and mindset is not good or bad. It's just, it's just about where you are and where you want to be. And, 
and understanding that you can improve your mindset just by changing your thoughts. Yeah. Oh, this is so good, Sharina. So tell the listeners, how do you serve clients? I know the way you and I work together. Um, but how do you serve clients? How do I serve clients? So I am a very, um, I, I, I like to say that I'm an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say I'm anomaly. Yes, because so because of my nursing background and working in so many different genres of nursing, I believe that I have an innate ability to meet anyone where they are. And so no matter where we are, when someone hires me, it's going to be someone who's a high achiever. It's going to be someone who has a vision and it's someone who wants to move closer to their vision. And so when, when people come to me, I get a feel of their soul and their heart. Like, I really like to go deep with them. Even my male clients, we, we, we go really deep because at the end of the day, like they've already tried to change their behavior. They're already high achievers. High achievers have already tried to do something that, and that thing has failed. Like they're not sitting on the sofa, just waiting to be rescued. They are high achievers. They make things happen. That's their MO. Like, this is what we do. And so when someone comes to me, I know I have to go deeper to see what is truly limiting them. And so going deep, deep, and really looking at what's truly holding them back and what and what's the story they're telling themselves that they don't even know they're saying and and i believe that clients really i really get to the heart of the matter quickly because people feel safe with me and and i honestly believe that that's just a part of who i am and and also you know i've done it for a long time in my nursing career, but I've been with people in the most fragile moments, you know, death and birth of children. And, you know, I've been, I've ushered families and individuals through challenging things. And so when we're growing our businesses or when we are, you know, trying to get on the other side of fear, it, I mean, it's, we're very fragile. I mean, even for me personally, you know, I, I know how it feels to, to feel stuck and, and to know that you are a high achiever, but you can't seem to get yourself through that little narrow passageway. It feels impossible. And so I work diligently to, to go beyond the surface because I know they've already tried everything, you know, and, and really holding space for my clients and, and, and allowing them to, to have a space for self-honesty and really unpacking it because so many times we're solving for the wrong problem. We think it's about money, but it's self-worth. You know, we think it's about our spouses and our partners, but, but it's about how we see ourselves, you know, or we think it's about 
um, you know, something else. And it's, it's about shame, you know? So, but when you're a high achiever, it's very difficult to, to unpack that when the world has relied on you so much. And so, you know, my clients come to me for transformation and they come to me to get what they really want. And so, so holding space for them and allowing them to unpack that is a lot of what I do. And, um, and I, I just feel so honored to be able to do that. And 99% of my clients, ironically, even though they're solving different circumstances, but ironically, I, I help them all in the same way. Um, because once you get past the surface, when, when we get to those core levels, they're all the same. They're all the same. And because, um, you know, they've already worked through a, a lot of the behaviors. They've tried to hold themselves accountable. They've already bought the courses and, and learned new skills and all of that. They've already done all of that. We have to go beyond those things. And so oftentimes they're already equipped, but I just need to go deep down and, you know, tweak their motivation and, and their self-concept and, and the bigger purpose that they have for their lives. So that's, that's it in a nutshell, I think. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so Sharina, for a man or woman that's listening right now the manifest big dreams podcast where it's my intention to help um listeners manifest their big dreams i mean create a life that you crave that you just love so much so for someone that's mm -hmm. listening and they have a dream and it seems like there is just so much distance in between them and that dream be it resources be it time be it um their their loved ones don't understand their dream be it the corporate glass ceiling any number of things so often stand between people in their dreams what would you tell an individual right now that's listening and has that dream and they can see that thing? Mm -hmm. What would you tell them to help yes. them begin to, to bring it closer to them, to close the gap? The first thing that I would tell anyone is to be on your own team. Be on your own team. And that involves believing in mm. yourself. Mm. You have to believe for the ones that don't. Hmm. And I'm getting chills just saying that. Right. Right. Because there, there are some don'ts out there. There are some doubters, some don'ts, some these, whatever you want to call them. But you 
have to believe in your own doggone self. If you are double-minded, you will not succeed. And that's how doubt creates. So be on your own team. Even while it hurts, it's it's not going to feel good. But if you don't have your own back, no one's going to believe you. (laughs) No one's going to believe you if you can't convince yourself. Right. Right. And, And that's where I had to come to in my personal walk in entrepreneurship. I had to believe greater than anybody, anybody, my client, my husband, and even in my career, even in my career, when I was like, when I was a nurse out, wait a minute, let's bag this train all the way back up. Let's bag, bag it all the way up in the crayons. When I was 15 and pregnant, I had to believe in myself more than I did my mama, my auntie, and my granny. And everybody else who said she's a teenager and she's pregnant. Right. You have to be on your own team. And and so so I I can't stress the importance of that. And you don't have to know how it's gonna turn out. I didn't know how my life was gonna turn out when I was 15 and pregnant, but I knew how it wasn't gonna turn out. <laughs> I knew I knew I wasn't gonna be broke. I knew I knew I was on welfare, but I knew I wasn't gonna be on welfare forever. I was like, this is temporary. This right. is not a problem. Temporary is not right. a problem. Okay. Temporary is not a problem. Right. But temporary is not who I am. Like, come on, somebody. Did y'all yes. hear me? Temporary is not who yeah. you are. Yeah. So. And you left. You better know what it ain't going to look like. That Shoot. I'm getting fired yes. up over here. <laughs> Here's the thing, Serena. So often we make temporary mean something. But temporary is temporary. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to mean anything. Mm-hmm. If you're an entrepreneur and you're building your dream and you have to work and hustle while you're building your dream, that's temporary. If your vision is to yes. go back to school and get an MBA so you can climb the corporate ladder, that's a temporary. If you decide, yes. you know what, this is the car I want, this I know, this is the down payment I need to get my um, the car of my dream, all of that's temporary. But so often in my coaching, I see people that want to make temporary mean something permanent. Stop it already. Yes. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Because we're yes. forever yes. and evolving. So if we're honest, everything is really temporary. Preach. Everything but we is act temporary. Like it's like permanent, and it ain't but a problem. it's not a problem. It it is so not a problem. But that's the whole mindset. Yeah, it 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 like me trimming my daughter's edges. I'm, I mean, her her split ends, not her edges, her split ends. I'm like, this is 
This is a haircut. Right. The hair's gonna grow back. Right. The hair's gonna grow back. There you have it. But 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 it is very much a um an immaturity on our part. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's an immaturity. Because when you understand, ooh, 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 when you understand, like if like let's just do some gardening. Let's just let's just time to plant some tomatoes almost. It, when you understand that the seed that you plant is temporary, right? Because you know right. you're going to have some tomatoes, right? It's not a problem. Of course, it's a seed. We, of course, of course, that's a leaf coming out with that little velvet on top of that little tomatoes. Right. You know I'm how tomatoes tomato Of course, this is temporary. Yes, it's, it's, it's temporary. It's not a problem. And, and you know what? And when winter comes, it ain't a problem either. It's temporary. It's temporary. This season is temporary. It's not going to last forever. Spring is coming up. It's t- keep moving forward through it. Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh, this has been so good. This has been so good. And it's my highest intention, listeners, that... This helps you manifest your big dreams. Sharina, before we close, mm-hmm. tell the listeners all the things. Don't tell them half the things. Tell them all the things. Where can they find you? What are your offerings? How do they schedule a consult? Is there a cost for a consultation with Sharina Hill? Um, tell them all the things. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure listen listeners come on I want you to know that wherever you are in your life you are exactly where you're supposed to be and wherever you see yourself being you can be mm. there too you can be there too it's not a problem where you are is not a problem. Where you headed is not a problem. Where you have been is not a problem. Because they're all just thoughts. And so if I've said something, I want you to look me up. You can find me at Sharina Today. S-H-E-R-I-N-A Today.com. There you can book a consultation. Uh, consultations are complimentary because I love the people. Like, come on, let's talk. Let's have some coffee. Let's have a glass of wine. Let's whatever. Like, let's just connect um, because we're we're all a part of each other's story, I believe. And um, on that consultation, we will. I will ask you some questions. You can ask me some questions. You know, I believe in the law of, of, of reciprocity. I, I ask you something, you ask me something, <laughs> whatever you need to feel comfortable because I'm an open book. And um, and I'll take you through a process and I can show you how I can help you. But, um, but you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can... Just just come hang out with me. Just say, hey, you can message me. Like, I'm real easy. I'm from the South, so I'm a little <laughs> country girl. And I just love people. So so just just 
let your presence be known if you're in my circle and, and I'll, we can just meet up and have a 30 minute chat. But um, I would love to hear from you and love to hear any takeaways or anything you got from what I said today. Um, because again, we're all a part of each other's story. So um, no man or woman is an island and you know, oh, we need each other. This has been so, absolutely so delightful, Sharina Hill. Thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners. It is my highest intention that not only this episode of Manifesting Dreams helps you create the life of your dreams, but every episode, share our episodes out. Please, please, please um, reach out to me if there is something that you want to hear about. Email me at lynn at manifestbigdreams.com if you would like to have a particular subject matter talked about on a podcast. Email me. That's lynn at manifestbigdreams.com. Until next time, I love you and I am absolutely believing that you are manifesting your big dreams. Thank you. Bye-bye.